Gemara Hagiga, Daftet Zayin, Amasechet, donated anonymously for the Arihut Yamim Veshenim, Yaakov Israel Ben Sipora Frida, and for Sarah Bat Simcha. Also being studied, our good friend, Mr. Mickey Carey, that's your site is today. And we begin today's daft on the bottom of Ted Vav Amud Bet. We're talking about the four rabbis that went to the Pardes. And it says that the Biakiva Allah Bishalom Biarad Bishalom. So he's the only one that went up in peace and came down in peace. The Allah Katuvumer Moshkinia Halecha Narusa, which is Moshkinia Halecha is drawn, drawn after Kadosh Baruchu. Or the people are saying, Moshkini, draw me after you, and we will we will run. The Afra Biakiva Bikshuma Lakya Shadet the Tohafo. And the angels uh, wanted to push him, which means they wanted to punish him for coming so high into these places. They said, leave him alone. He's not Some want to say, to use my name, because they're going to be like, said according to Tosafot, that they use the names of Hashem in order to ascend. So, if you use the Shem Hashem, there's a punishment. So they said, hey, he used the Shemot. No, he's Ra'ui. Rabbi Akiva is, uh, is the exception. Now, the question over here is, my darash. What do you mean, my darash? Mehechan hevin makom ha-shechina shirizashinu etzidsham. Exactly. How did he know where to stop? The other rabbis, they went up, it says, ben zoma etzids. Ben ifga'a. And um, you have um, Acher. Acher went up and he saw Matat and he got, he got confused. So therefore, how did Rabbi Akiva know where to stop? He must have had a Siman to say Adkan. So the, um, and therefore, the, 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 she says, in the, how do you know where the Shekhinah was not to be made sense? How did he know you know, the, not to make the same mistake that Ahed made. Ahed's mistake was that he saw Matat sitting on the Kiseh and he thought, God forbid, that he himself is a, a deed. So the Gemara says he had Simani. Amal Babar Barhana, Amal Yohanan, Ve'ata Meribibot Kodesh. The word Ve'ata is Aramaic, it means Ot. The Gemara's Doresh, Ot Hu Birbabashelo. There's a sign. And then the doesn't tell us what the sign is, but there's a sign. So he knew that when you get to the uh, place of the Shekhinah, the place of Matat, at least according to the second explanation of Nashi, there's a certain ot that he was able to discern. The, um, the Maharsha over here uh, comes along and says, in his Pedush, uh, Pedush, She'en b'malachim domelo. Which means he got to a place of Rivavot. Rivavot is the myriads of angels. And uh, in this area, the, 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 the rule is that in, in Matat's area, this is, he's the only angel that looks like him. And he got to a place, so angels that are similar. So therefore, he knew the lab kuchamirichu because there's, there's uh, that was the siman. Many angels looking only only the spot where he looked, he's alone. But that in the place of the rivavot, he knew that it wasn't the spot. So therefore, he was able to be either metitz or he was able to not make the mistake. Virabi abahu amad dagul merbaba, dagul merbaba. So it sounds like they're making a derash here on the word dagul dugma hu merbaba shelo. There's a dugma again. It's a sign. There's a dugma. She says davar heker. So it's not something noticeable. Uh, so there was a, there was a, something noticeable. To him. The Maharsha learns actually dagul merbaba melashon degen. The flag is like a siman, a marker. So dagul merbaba, there was a marker that he had that he knew 
that you know this is a this is a, a sign of the Shekhinah and not uh, not any any any, any not, not, he didn't make a mistake. Then Shlakish Amar Hashem Sevaot Shemo. What does it mean Sevaot Shemo? Adon Hu Besava Shelo. So therefore, that Maharshal is obvious Sevaot Sevaot. There's an ot in his sabbat. There's a siman again that he had, and then for he knew that this is not to be uh, misinterpreted. So basically, the Akiva had telltale signs that he knew exactly where to go, where not to go, what he's looking at, what he's not looking at. So he knew from the Nabi'im that uh, in the place where the Shekhinah is, the silence. So until he got to that spot, he knew there wasn't, that he wasn't, uh, he wasn't in the place of the Shekhinah, if we had no problem. There's six things said regarding Shedim, of similarities. Three things, the Shedim and the demons are like angels. Three like demons. Okay, Shedim have wings. And they have uh, they fly from one end of the world to the other. They know the future. What does that mean? They're not prophets. They're not. Uh, who knows? Only God knows. How do you say that the the um, the shedim or even the malachim know what's going to be? The they have inside information. That's what it is. They can hear from behind the, <laughs> the curtain what the gezerot, but not that they know something, you know, on their own. The three things that the Shedim do like humans. Uh, the Maharsha learns this, that's not the Pshat that they just eat like human beings, but they eat food that human beings would eat. They eat the same diet. And and they mate like human beings, meaning panim panim, face to face, umetim adam, and they also expire, which means uh, the Maharsha says they have a chance to go to uh, you know to Alamaba. They have uh, she didn't get can get uh, can get reward. Yeah, to a certain degree they can get reward for the different things that they did. Maharsha says that's shown over here is um uh, over here, he brings over here examples. He has a question. He said, What about what they sleep like Ben Adam? Also, he brings a question from the Gemara Gatid that Ashmedai drank and he fell asleep. So he's saying, You know, why didn't he uh, why didn't it say that? So he comes along and says, Later on, is going to compare certain things to Behemah, Adam to a Behemah. So, why don't you compare the Shedim also to a Behemah? So no, it's not compared to a Behemah, even though Behemoth eat, but the Shedim eat food that is fit for human consumption. That's why compared to the to the uh, to the human. Vechem parim vedavim kibne Adam hainu nami she meshamshim panim keneged panim. Not like an animal; it's also meshamesh, but not panim keneged panim. And then uh, uh, then he says over here. Like Adam, whereas an animal also dies, but doesn't have the after-death experience like a human being. Maharsha's question is, why are you only comparing them to Adam? You can compare them to Behemah. Behemah has the same, same three things as well. Behemoth eat, Behemoth and Periyavidibya, Behemoth die. So he says, no, it's disgusting that that have these three things that they do these three things like human beings. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's that's the hadush of this Gemara. Then he the Gemara continues and says, "Shishad uh, debarim neemru barim adam with human adam." Shishad debarim neemru bebne adam. Six things were said regarding human beings. Shalshakim adachel. The three ways were like an angel. And shaloshak behema. Amazing. Have wisdom, da'at, understanding, like angels. We have the potential to have that da'at. We stand erect, like the angels, not like the animal. So here's a, here's a proof of it, that the angels speak Lashona Kodesh, and we speak Lashona Kodesh also. It doesn't mean that, because not every Jew speaks Lashona Kodesh. What it means is that the angels 
only speak Lashon HaKodesh and they don't speak Aramaic. So therefore, you know, we, 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 we're, like, we're like that, that we can't speak Lashon HaKodesh. The angels only speak Lashon HaKodesh. Three things, human beings are like animals. They eat like animals. They also uh, have, um, you know, expel waste like behemah. So that's uh, that. And I once saw one of the Bale Musar said, and the goal is to try to turn those three behemah ways into malach sharet ways, which means the goal is not to eat like a behemah, the goal is to eat like an angel, whatever it is, in a high, higher level. I mean, that's, that's where the Kedushah is necessary in those three things. Like it says in the uh, Gemara, in Kiddush Elabim Kom Seuda. If you want to see if a guy's holy or not, don't, don't look at him in Shul. Everybody's holy in Shul. Look at him the way he eats. In Kiddush Elabim Kom Seuda. See the way he sits down and how he's measuring his eating and his Berachot and the Berachot al Shulchan. Then you see what the guy is. The goal is to take the physical and elevate it to the <coughs> to the spiritual. Okay, we saw this in the Mishnah. You look at certain things, it's been better off not to come to the world. When you're looking at all these uh, things, like we said, what's above the, the head of the angels, and what's underneath the heavens, from the other end of the world. So you're entering, you know, behind the behind the scenes stuff. Okay, that's where the holy things are. It's not that we to see. Okay, we understand. It's too, uh, too deep and too, too holy. Therefore, you shouldn't get involved. However, in a lefanim, what do I care if I start analyzing what happened before Masa Bereshit? What's the big deal? The fanim, the fanim is before Bereshit. What's the difference? What was, was. Why, why, is, that, why is that troubling? That told the servants, There was a dump, garbage dump. And the king says, build me uh, some palaces. On this garbage, the Baruch Banudo. Now there's beautiful palaces there, and it's a notion. Let's give Shem Ashpa. He doesn't want anybody to come along and say, "Why?" Well, remember, over here was a garbage dump. Forget about that. Now we built palaces. So the same thing over here, Kviyachol, before the world was created. So there was Tovavol. There was nothing there. So therefore, once you're going to even before Tovavol, but before that, it was a, it was like Kviyachol. It was a waste. The Shem put a beautiful world. It's not come mm-hmm. on to the king to start talking about what was on the uh, the un. Uh, you know, the undeveloped world. What am I going to, to mention? Only, only, only talk from development on. Don't, don't mention the, the undeveloped area. That's the simple mashah. Anybody does not have respect for his creator, that we not have to come into this world. Somebody looks at a rainbow. There's no respect because the Shekhinah is in the rainbow. Put your eyes down. What are you looking at the Shekhinah? It's like you're gazing at the Shekhinah. That's someone that makes an abira in private. He has no respect for the shekhinah. We'll see why. Why only private? Why not if he does an abira in public also? So, in the rainbow, there's Therefore, when you don't you don't look at the kibbutz Hashem, even Moshe Rabbeinu when he went to the snare, he put his he put his eyes down. So then, similarly, you're not supposed to look at the uh, the kish, and it's uh, it's not it's disrespect. Anybody doesn't avera in private, it's as if he's pushing away the the legdesh shechina. Remember, because we said. The Hashem sits on the Kisya Kavod and his Naglayim is the Aris. Like it says, Shalimat Kamar Hashem Hashem Kashamayim Kisti, the Aris Adom Naglayim. Now, what does that mean? And if you do an Avirab in public, is not pushing away the Shekhinah? Shad is like this. When a guy is doing something in private, he does it because he doesn't think anybody's seeing, doesn't think anybody's looking. And also, he thinks the Shekhinah is not looking also. That's why he's doing it in a private. So that's why he pushes the Shekhinah away. He says, The Shekhinah is not here. So therefore, Kilu, you're you're saying that there's an area in the world when he doesn't have it on public, he doesn't care. He, he doesn't care about the people here. The Shikinah is here, the people here. I'm not pushing the Shikinah away. I can't control myself. So therefore, it doesn't show that he's pushing away like the Shikinah when he does it in public. That's what the Mahakas says. The Gemara says, so therefore, what? You're telling me that you can't do it. 
that 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 is that's that's unpraiseworthy to do to do avirot in, in public in private. The person sees that his yetzer is overcoming him. Let him go to a place where they don't know him. And let him put on uh, the black. Which means what? You know, go according to the way we're learning the Gemara today. Obviously, they want you to dress like this in order to calm his yetzer Put on black clothes like abelut and uh, cover yourself in black. Maybe it'll give you, you know, calm your yetzer But if it doesn't, ultimately, just go to a place where nobody knows you. There's no Jews over there. Nobody knows you. So you limit the chedul Hashem. And it says, And do, uh, you know, do, do what his heart's desire. Unfortunately, his heart's desire in this case is not a good thing. So therefore, the Gemara is saying, so you see what? They, they, they're not promoting, but they're telling you, go make an avera basetet. And then you're telling me that a guy makes an avera basetet. He's actually giving you advice that if you can't control yourself, you know, go basetet. Don't do an Avera B'Fanesha in public. Like Hashem had the Matzicha Yifle, the Yitzle, had the Matzicha Yifle. The only question is, you know, some people, they get to the point where they can't control themselves. That's it. The Yitzle has got him, and he's at the point of no return, and he's not going to be able to, to... So in that case over there, I listen, let's have two evils. At least go go and do it Basetet in a place where nobody, you know, nobody knows you. So at least you limit the... In our case over here, the guy he was able to control himself. He's not interested in controlling himself. That guy over here, he just goes besetted and making avirot. That's the guy that's dochek lagleh shechina. The rash, the biyuda, the bin hamanim, the turgemanid, the shlakish, kolam istakim, shloshet bevarim, enav kehot. Wow. Anybody looks at the following three things, his eyes go dim. God forbid, like blind. The keshet, ubenasi, ubekohani. All these three things basically have what shechina. Now the 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 the, the Maharsha says over here, uh, what do you mean Shekhinah? By Shekhinah it says Kilo Yirani Adam Bahai. It's a death death penalty if you look at the Shekhinah. So he's saying these things over here have a measure of Shekhinah, not a full concentration, and therefore he does get a death penalty. But it says that a blind man is like he's dead. That's why it's saying enough kehot. He gets a form of death, but not actually. That's itself. Like we said before, that the Keshe has a certain image of the Shekhinah. Like a leader like that has a hood, has a certain presence of God on him. God told Moshe Rabbeinu, take from your presence and put it on Yeshua. hood is the hood of the no, I don't think it means a rabbi. Nasi is a, a, an appointment, an appointed Nasi. Really, Nasi. Not Dr. Fdiyah. I'm talking about a Nasi meaning a uh, Biden. Nasi meaning a... Uh, we don't have this. We have Nasi today. It's a, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a Yoshua Benu. Yoshua Benu. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I guess Mr. Kiel means to gaze. There's a difference between uh Lirot means, like you said, to look and put your head down. But the stakel is to yeah, the gates. That's right. The staklut is where you. Bekoanim. Now bekoanim means at the time that they're that they're making the kohanim. As much betam tashkayam, and only the time betam when they're using Hashem's name. And I, I, I guess they didn't cover themselves. So therefore, their hands were exposed. The Shekinah is on their hands. So therefore, you can't look. It was against the situation of the Shekinah, which is probably why they couldn't cover, their, cover themselves today. So we don't uh, question what about today. It sounds like today you're going to have an issue of enough kehot. Uh, when you look from here, from here, it sounds like today it's not such a, such a big issue. At least for the Shekinah standpoint. Maybe it's an issue of just Kavanah. So we don't issue Kavanah. What does this pasuk mean over here? comes along and tells you, take a sin, All right, forgives. Maharsha adds, make a sin and make teshuvah, and Hashem forgives. This is not stupid. He's not going to tell you, make a sin, Hashem forgives you for doing nothing. He's going to tell you, that's what he's telling you. And you don't believe him because God says that we don't, we're not going to let you make uh, in such a case. If you believe that the, you could make a sin with Kavanah, it'll just erase it after. Don't believe 
אל תאמן בראייה, ואין ראייה, אלא יצר הרע. יצר לב האדם רע, אתה יודע, עובד נשון רע, יצר הרע. ואין אלוף אלא הקדוש ברוך הוא, which is the one, שנאמר אלוף נעורי עתה. שודפו, אל תפתחו לאלוף, which is don't trust that the אלוף, that השם is going to forgive you, like the יצר הרע says. אל תפתחו what the יצר הרע is telling you that the אלוף is going to, you know, whitewash your, your sins. שמא תאמר מי מעיד בי? אני אמר כמה לומד וסי, who's going to testify that I made a sin, you know, in a bit deen, or you get punished, you need to have a deen. I did a sin in private, so he might come along and say, they can't get me because me uh, me'aid me. Where's the, where's the witnesses? It's unbelievable. Guys, walls. The walls will testify against me. Now we understand. That everybody's got a ring camera on their walls today. Today, that's it. You don't got to think too much. I got a wall testify against me. There's cameras all over the place today. The wall, the wall will come and testify. Nobody believes such a Gemara in the olden days. How could the wall testify? Today? That's the best witness today. There's a camera on every wall. That the rock or the stone will, will scream out in testimony from the kir. A piece of wood from the, uh, from the uh, how do you say, kapis? Climbing. A beam, fine. From the edge of the wood, we will answer you. חביב אומרים, משמעתו של האדם מעידה בו. אוקיי, מסי, let's say, let's say the guy's, he's in the field, there's no walls, no nothing. No, you're not going to get away with it. The guy has a neshama, so the neshama itself is going to testify. שנאמר משוכבת חלקך, the one that's resting in your bosom, שמור פתחפיך, watch your mouth, because everything is being recorded by the neshama. איזה היא דבר ששוכבת בחלקו שלה, what is resting in the bosom of a person? אבי אומר זו נשמה. אז זה נקרא, אמר, שני מלאכי השרת המלווין אותו, הן מעידים בו. זה אספקט להלכה בסוויקי, זה מתכבדו מתכבדים. We had a question להלכה, when you go into the bathroom, הלכה, right before you go into the bathroom, you have to say, listen, angels, stay outside, you know, until we get back in. And today the rabbis told us, today we're not so, you know, we don't believe that we're such a high level of angels that are escorting us. Here the Gemara sounds like, פשוט, the two angels that escort a person, they're the ones that are going to testify against him. שניהם עוד, שניהם מלאכי השלט, הם מלווים אותו, הם מעידים או שלוקים על אחיו, יצווה לך, יש מולך יצווה לך, או בימים זה not command, יצווה לך means they will escort you. יצווה לך, יש מולך בכל דרכיך, and they will to protect. והחיימים אומרים, איבריו של אדם מעידים או מה? The bones itself, the limbs themselves, will serve you. Okay, now we get the new Mishnah. We hear the new Mishnah, finally. Uh, <coughs> Look at the bottom to sport, just he says what I mentioned to you before. Let's start with Right, it says, you know, wear black clothes and go to... Uh, you know, go to Atlantic City and do whatever you want. Maybe that's why you see all those guys with black suits in Atlantic City. Okay, so it says over here, Right, sounds like, yeah, let's go for it. That's one way of learning. He's not giving you a license to, uh, to commit Averot now. He's not giving which is the real, do what you really want. The, the inner good in the person will come out. That's, that, that's what it was for, which is all methods to break Yetzirah. The guy goes uh, to a place that don't know him. He's humble. So therefore... And he got to stay in a, in a, in a guest house. So they, they, it's not his house. It's not his element. It'll break him. So it's safe. It's the badai in Yisro. It's the badai in Yisro. Because our Gemara is not mashma. Because our Gemara would not have a contradiction. Because our Gemara's contradiction over here is, if you do it, it's a bad thing. What are you eating from? You're not doing it in this case either. The ini is only because you're saying, and go do what you want to do. So if to make the ini, it's only according to the first time. That's what those quotes say. Kohanim, next one. As much as there is kiyam, 
מכאן קשה אפילו שישי פרק עמד מגילה, פרק עמד מגילה על ההיא, נתן ידיו בו חקיוניות, לא יישא כפיו. Remember we said, somebody that says hands are bent, he should not make מכת כהנים, why? Because the people are going to look at him. What do you mean look at him? We're not in the Beit HaMikdash. The only problem of looking is, בזמן שבית המקדש קיים. פירוש משום שהעם מסתכלים בו, הם מהגיגה, מסתכלים בכהנים בשעה שעושים כפי מעיניו כהון. And as she quoted this כמראה, oh, we learned, if you look at the כהנים, your eyes go dim. והלטן, שדווקא בזמן שבית קיים. זאת אומרת, תמיד בית המקדש קיים. ואילו אתה בגבולין, אבל הם יותר מעט עצמם בבית המקדש. זאת אומרת, תוספון אנסס, ולפני שאתה אהב בגבולין, בצד משום מסייע הדעת. take our mind off the Berachah, so they're from Kohanim who have different deformities and different things like that. That's why we don't look at it. So it's two different, two different reasons. Okay, Rabotai, Matni, Tin, we'll finish this Mishnah. That's where at the Mishnah, on Tetzayin, Matni, Tin. Yosebin Yo'ezer Omer, Shelo Lismoch. Yosebin Yo'hanan Omer, Lismoch. We're talking about on Yom Tov. This is the first machloket in Israel's history. Do we make semicha on Yom Tov or not? First Rabbi Yosef Ben Yo'ezer says, Shelo, the smoke. Yosef Ben Yo'hanan Omer, the smoke. The Toskot, by the way, gives us the history from the Yerushalmi, Amar, Yerushonah, Loya machloket, Ela ala semicha belvad. Ve'amdu shamay belel basu dalid, ושמעבדלאלדלאלדלאלדלאלדלאלדלאלדלאלדלאלדלאלדלאלדלאלדלאלדלאלדלאלדלאלדלאלדלאלדלאלדלאלדלאלדלאלדלאלדלאלדלא
Braita. We did this in Masechet Makot. Amar Rabbi Yehuda, some take out Rabbi, Yehuda ben Tamai, and Eben Hama. And Eben Hama is saying it, Belashon Saginahor, I should not see the Nehama of Zion. I should not see the Nehama of Sion. Uh, even though uh, he was living in the times of the second Bet HaMikdash. So he saw the Nehama of Sion already. So what does it mean as if he's saying, I shouldn't see the Nehama of Sion. And the Maharsha points out that even though there was a second Bet HaMikdash, but it wasn't like the first Bet HaMikdash. It wasn't a complete, it was on a lower level. So therefore he's saying, I should not merit. He's saying this to show you how confident he is that if I'm not right, I shouldn't merit to see the consolation of Zion. Imlo, if not, that I killed a Edzomem, that's a witness that was uh, proven to be false uh, by uh, uh, alibi, that they're saying, how could you be testifying that you were in such a place and saw such a thing? You were with us. That's called an Edzomem. He tried to let's say, kill somebody, and uh, it was proved falsely through Imanu Hitem. So Yudab bin Tabai said, I got him. I killed an Ed Zomem, and my Kavanah, when I killed him, they would see Sidukim in order to uproot Siduki philosophy. Because what did the Sidukim say? They actually say, that to kill an Ed Zomem, which that is the law of the Torah. Torah says, that the Ed Zomem was trying to kill the plaintiff, so therefore they actually kill the Ed Zomem, whatever he was trying to do. But the Tzidukim say, only if he was successful. That only if they actually succeeded in killing the plaintiff, and then they became Zomemim, so they actually did it, and we all not like that. We all Kashir Zamam, so for Yehudah ben Tabah was all excited. He said when he killed that Ed Zomem, it was in the case that they did not kill the plaintiff. And therefore, he said, I did it. They would see the Tzidukim, because the Tzidukim wouldn't have killed that Ed Zomem. They would have held that that Ed Zomem is not subject to death penalty yet. So Yehudah ben Tabah not only fulfilled the rule, but he Uprooted Siduki philosophy. That, that's what he said once. He said, I did it. Well, anyway, it was in for a surprise. Amar lo shirem and shatah. So, when shatah told him, I will also be so confident when I'm saying, I will not see the Nehamah Sion. If I'm not right, because you definitely killed an innocent man. Why? Shere Amu Chachamim, the rabbi said, En edim zomimim neheragim, achi yazumu shenehem, ven lokin achi yazumu shenehem, ven mishalmim mamon achi yazumu shenehem. You got it right, legabe that's a dukilo, but you got it wrong, legabe that we don't kill individual edim zomimim. The zomims have to become zomim in two, in a pair. And therefore, you killed one. Therefore, the other one was not Zomem. And therefore, if the other one is not Zomem, you don't kill the one that was Zomem. You can only kill them when they both become Zomemim. So technically, you killed an innocent guy. According to the Torah law, was not Hayav. Well, that's it. I'm not saying any more halachot, any more on my own, until I consult with Shimon Ben Shatah. The first thing he accepted upon himself. <coughs> Furthermore, all the life of Yehuda ben Tabai, went to the cemetery every day and he was crying and praying by the grave of the one that he killed. And uh, they heard his voice, they heard a voice you know, from the cemetery wailing. Everybody thought it was the voice of the deceased that was, you know, complaining and crying against Yehuda ben Tabai. 
Rebbe Tavai said, actually, the voice you hear crying is me weeping in penitence to ask for forgiveness. And I'll prove it to you that it's my voice. When, when I die, he's talking about. Who met? He says, when I die, which is, uh, I'll make a point on this in a second. And you're not going to hear the voice. So that proves you that what? It must be my voice that you're hearing now. Because when I die, you're not going to hear the voice. Therefore, that's a proof that it must be uh, me. So he comes along and he says, give us well, put, put all, all aside. That's really not a proof that when he dies and the voice is going to stop, that that will <laughs> proves that it must have been his voice the whole time long. Which means maybe after we die, maybe really what it was the voice of the Harug that was making all this noise the whole time. And the reason why it stopped when Yehuda died, because Yehuda will appease him. Shabbat will go up to him and he'll appease him. Or maybe he'll take him to court. The reason why he's screaming now, the, the deceased, justice. When you die, they'll take up the court. Therefore, they'll judge him in Shemaim. So there's no proof uh, that uh, that once you die, dies, that the, the voice is, you know, uh, is going to stop. Could be it's the voice of the deceased that's going to stop. Okay, now we get back to the story. Mani, who's the author of this? Now, what was it saying? That until this mistake happened, who was giving the rulings? Yehuda ben Tabai. So therefore, he must be the Nasi that's giving the rulings in front of the Abedin, which is perfectly legal. Mani, that's why he was giving rulings initially in front of Shimon Shah because he was an Asi, and then he accepted upon himself no more. However, what was he saying? If you hold that, that Yudamit was always the Abedin, what was he saying? I accept upon myself not to say rulings in front of the Nasi. You're never allowed to say rulings in front of the Nasi. You aren't allowed to say rulings initially. So, what, what Kabbalah did he accept upon himself? Something he accepted upon himself that's something that is generally permissible, but he's saying, I'm going to be Mahmir. But if he's the Abedin, he cannot make rulings anyway in front of the Nasi. When I says, no, Mikey Bel Alad, the Kamal it's to do fair. It's to do fair, which means the Abedin is allowed to sit in court with the Nasi. That's okay for him to sit in court with him. He cannot say Halakhan, but nobody can sit with him. And that's when he accepted upon himself. Really, Shimomicha was that, really, that was the Abedin, possibly. And he accepted upon himself something that would normally be permissible for him to sit in court with Shimon Mitchell. Even that, I am not uh, going to do. If you look at uh, the Tosafot on top, or actually, if you want to look at the... Um, yeah, you can look at Tosafot. It It's a good it's reverse. It's like saying, you know, we would say, I shouldn't see the Hamatzion if so and so happens. He gives a over there. Now, we did learn that in Masikat Makot, she brings an alternate explanation of it, Ibn Hama, to mean that God forbid he should not see the consolation, meaning that his children should die. That's what he meant to say, which is a strong, strong language. Uh, and I once brought a proof of I was learning Sanhedrin in Yeshiva many years back in 1986. And I was learning with uh Eliot uh, Lenyaro in uh, Yeshiva in Israel, and we were learning Masechet Sanhedrin. Over there, she brings an amazing story how Yudab bin Tabai would say like these type of words, and Shimon Shatah also would say these type of words, Ibn Hama, which means. I shouldn't be consoled. My son should die. She told us over there how tragically Shimon and Shatah actually lost one of his sons in the most tragic death. And I said over there, from here you learn, you know, you shouldn't uh, open your Sadiq says something and uh, God forbid it happened. My point was over here 
strange because when it comes to Ibn Hama, Yudab ben Tabai is not careful about the Pepele Satan. But later on, when he's talking about himself, he says, the Mahar Humit. There he was careful to not to, to mention it about himself. But when it came to the other thing, he actually said, Ibn Hama. Okay, right. something Ibn Hama also said, you know, I should see Nehama. No, no, he's saying, Loi, Loi. She says, son should die and he should not be Ibn Nehama. That's what she learns in my court. That's what that's what's saying on top also. Yeah, but that's, that's what he means, no? That's what he means, but it says it doesn't say uh-huh. Right, no, I know that. That, that, that that's what that's what he means to say. Or should have said someone else. You should said right, he's saying me. Saying he's saying about himself. Right, saying Ahu Gabral. Saying it kind of saying he's pointing it at himself. Right. That's so that's what he means. And he means right, as opposed to saying like the Mahar Humet. Okay, it's the other guy. He's saying it is like himself. In any event. Be careful how you talk about that, especially if you're at Sadiq. So Benachem left. The question is, where did he go? He went to Tarbut He went to Tarbut He went off to Derek. Not to imagine, he was a Sadiq. He had to work Kodesh. Could be that's what it means, by the way. Could be the king, the king Hordos conscripted him to the work of the, the government. He was a friend of Hordos because he actually predicted that Hordos is gonna you know take over. So it was his friend. I think he told him he's gonna be the king for 37 years or something. So Hordos was close to him. So it could be that they're not arguing, he's just saying that that's called Tarbut Ra'a. That's bad culture. And he had to get involved with the, with the government. The second rabbi <laughs> just saying the bad culture they got involved in was was. Was this, but not but that man? He didn't go after Derek. I mean, it was uh, hard to say that. I think I saw that in uh, Maharsha points that out. Maharsha says uh, regarding uh, no, not a Maharsha, but I did. I did see it. In any event, that she says, um, what does it say? It's all good. He doesn't want to say that. Uh, okay. In any event, the Gemara says, Tanya Namiachi, Yatsam Menachem Abuda Tamelech. We had three more Shimonim Zugot Tamidim. 80 pairs of rabbis went with them. The Mushin Sirkun. Sirkun, I guess, is this red, red garment that the Sadia had the Hashuvim wore. So basically, the king gave him a lot of kavod. He gave him, like, a, like we would say in England, a knighthood. He gave him a, you know, a nice red garment to wear to show that he's Hashuv. Amar of Shaman Bar Abam of Yohanam. The Olam Atishibut Kalab Be'anecha. Now, don't mistreat. Don't treat them lightly. The whole thing of Simicha is a Shibut. What's the Shibut on Shemicha? Because they don't want you to be Mishtamesh on the Yom Tov or Shabbat. And when you make Simicha, you press your whole body, you lean on the animal. It's, it's a Drabanan. The rabbis made a Gezera, because if you're going to use animals, you might come to ride the animal and pull, a, pull something off a tree. So it's an art to uh, the right, but it's a shmut. So therefore, and look at it, look at it here. How many generations they were arguing on the simicha? Yes, simicha, no simicha. It's one of those things rabbinical. But as you see, don't don't, uh, don't treat the rabbanans lightly. So the gemara shita. We know shmuts are important. Go open up masechet betza. Masechet betza. The mishnah over there is full of uh, different gezerot. Uh, if you feel you don't have to tell me this Gemara. We know they were arguing on Shvutz. This is a Shvut that's a Mitzvah. And still they took it away. Go look over there in Masikat Betzah. Some of the cases they bring over there on Mitzvot. And still they say what? It's a sumid rabbanan. So what, what exactly are you saying in this Mishnah that's such a haidush? A shvut? We know shvuts already. Shvut mazvah? We know that already. I said, no, la pokem, eman de amar, pismichag ufepedi. 
is defining what the Mahloket is. Because if you didn't know better, you could have learned this Mishnah that the Mahloket is do korbanot that are brought on Yom Tov need a simicha at all? Nothing to do. Maybe it's got to do with a, the Mahloket. It's in simicha. That's what he says. No, no Mahloket in that. Everybody always got to make simicha. The question is, do they put a rabbinical enactment to take it away or not? So therefore, that's why he said, Shvut shouldn't be lightly. It's coming to tell you that the Mahloket here is on the Shvut, not on the, the item itself. As she says that, when he says, Shema that's what the Biyohanan came along and said, no, the Mahlokin is on Shavuot. Continue the botaya. Gemara says, Amar Ami Barhama, Shema Mina, Simicha Bechol Kohobaina. Okay. Simicha must be with all your strength. You don't just put your hands on the, and give the animal a berachah. You're actually putting your hands and pressing down. Why? What are you doing? The smoke. Exactly. Just, just the, the whole thing is that it gives it out that you're using an animal. Now, how do you use the animal? By leaning on and pressing on the animal. But if Simichad just meant you put your hands on the animal lightly, no, what's the difference? What, what you mean sooner than that? That Gezera was Shelo Lismoch to not to benefit from an out to use the animal. So using the animal means you're pressing down with all your might. So we learned a lesson in Semicha. The Torah juxtaposes Bene Yisrael to the law of Semicha. Bene Yisrael Sumchim, then Beno Yisrael Sumchot. Ladies are not. In the subject of Semicha, Bene Yisrael, Velo Benot Yisrael, Biosim Rebi Yisrael, Omnim Benot Yisrael, Sumchot Reshut. Voluntary. They don't have to, but they can. Amar Biosim, Sakhli Abba El Azar, Baal Azar Tomipa, Machat Ayan Lanu Egel, Sosef Heshelamim, a family bought a Egel for a Zeva, for a Shelamim, Maybe you knew the Azat Nashim. And before we sacrifice it, they brought the animal to the ladies' section. Besamchu Alav Nashim. And the, the, the ladies put their hands on the animal, they made Semicha. No, not because it's mandatory. Ladies feel good. Now, if you tell me that Simicha is actually pressing on the animal's head, why just to make the ladies feel good that they're part of this Qurban? You're going to use an animal? You're not to use an animal for personal needs. An animal that's consecrated for a korban, you cannot use it. So then you can tell me what? The ladies went, pressed their hands on the head of the animal like simicha, and really we did it just to make them feel good. What are you talking about? So now you're using kadashim. Ella must be simicha is just putting your hand on the head. So then we're questioning what we just said. We just said that simicha is what? Full koho. Here it sounds like it's not. What do we see from this story? And then if there's no bayin kol koho, what's the Yisud Rabbanan? It just spirals into a lot of questions now. What's the whole ma'lokit? Really? You need the kol koho. They just told the ladies, put your head, put the hands on the head. Don't press down. They want to make them feel good. So they told the ladies, okay, you want to be part of the action? Go take your hands like this and stick it on the animal's head. Make believe you're giving your kids berachot on Friday, which means they didn't do anything. They, they put the, but really, semicha is bechol koho. In this case, over here, float your hands on top of the head of the animal. Yachi, lo mepnesh semicha benashim, which means why did you have to give the reason? It's not because semicha applies to the ladies. They weren't doing semicha at all. Just say the real reason. 
just say, say the reason why we let them do it is because they did nothing. So the Gabbara says, you're right. It's one of two reasons. First of all, they're not at all. And therefore, we let them just do a perfunctory, what do you call it, a, a ceremonious, a, a, a ceremonial semicha. Why? Just to give them nachat ruah. Amar papa, last point of today's Gemara, Shma mina. Stadin asurin. It's a big question. Which parts of the animals are you not allowed to use when the rabbis made the gezerah? So, one opinion will say that it's really only the parts of the animal that are normally used, namely the back of the animal, but the sides of the animal. Most people you don't use the sides of an animal. If you hold like that, you'll be able to lean, let's say, on the side of an animal on Yom Tov. But another school of thought says, no, from the fact that we just showed you that what, that you can't make semicha, now nobody uses the head of the animal. So therefore that shows you that all parts of the animal are forbidden. And therefore, from the fact that we're saying that the head is forbidden to press down on, even though you don't use the head of the animal for any work. So therefore, stadin, the sides of the animal also must be asur. It's got nothing to do with the normal way the animal is used. All parts of the animal are forbidden. Gibran says, Shmamina, from the fact that we osir simicha on the head, we can learn from there that it's going like the opinion that says stadin asurin. If you're saying stadin asurin because it's not the normal place where people use the animal, the smoke. Why? The smoke the stadin. It's meaning simicha should be considered like stadin. Tashi. ברושה <laughs> And therefore, anything on the same level as the back, namely the head, is considered like the back. And therefore, you, you, you're right. You might not use the head normally for melacha, but since it's on the same level as the, the gab, which is the back, therefore, as she says, Therefore, it's considered gaba and not study. When I say study, mutar, Rosh kebogab, kebogab asura, af rosh asura. Baruch Adonai Olam. Amen, amen, amen.